Welcome to B-Movie Fans, another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul. And I'm Corey. And joining us today is filmmaker John R. Hand of JHR Films. And he's here to talk about his upcoming film, Joel. John, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, great to have you here. Thank you for joining. Yes. What first inspired you to become a filmmaker? I guess it's the old boring story, the whole boring monster kid story of, uh, you know, when I was a young kid, I watched King Kong, and then my parents had cable, and I'm watching movies in the, in the early 80s on cable, like Swamp Thing and Blade Runner and American Werewolf in London, and then, and then, uh, and then I, ex and then I, I got exposure to Fangoria, and that was the end of it. And, uh, you know, it was just a Fangoria kid. And you know, I started out wanting to be a makeup artist. Uh, you know, Dick Smith and Tom Savini were like my idols and everything. And then I kind of got an interest in cameras and being behind the camera. I guess I'm a, I'm a shy person. I'm a shy person. So I, the kind of behind the scenes stuff appealed to me. And I, get, I, what I, I think when I was about 16 or 17, I decided I wanted to be a total filmmaker to steal the title of uh, Jerry Lewis handbook on filmmaking. Uh, the total filmmaker, kind of a, a, a jack of all trades, master of, you know, uh, you, you, you know, the rest. You know, just kind of doing, you know, shooting, editing, writing, catering, production assistant, doing, doing you know, one, a one-man crew, you know. And um, I went to film school, I graduated, and there was a few years where I was doing freelance video production, basically starving, and then in 2005, I'm like, this is it, I gotta make my own movie, my own feature film, and I made this movie called Frankenstein's Bloody Nightmare, and I shot it on Super 8 film, and uh, it was released on DVD in 2007 uh, by Unearth Films, and uh, a, a fine DVD company. And uh, I, I guess since then, I, I've just been making feature films and uh, documentaries. I made a documentary on Duke Mitchell, the the uh, the, the infamous lounge singer who uh, made Massacre Mafia style, and. Uh, and uh, this new movie I've made, Joel, is it's kind of like the culmination of like about 10 years of everything I've learned with uh, making no budget, micro budget, nano budget, whatever you call it, film, films. Uh, Joel's kind of like the, the, the culmination of all that stuff. And it's also the culmination of, I've always been interested in true crime films and serial killers and, and wanting to make a serial killer movie. And, uh, you know, I found the right vehicle to do that in Joel. Definitely cool. So this is kind of like your your uh, film to show off, like what you've learned in the past few years and all that, right? Yeah, my film to show off what what I haven't learned. My my film to show that I'm still uh, you know an idiot and making these uh, no budget movies, you know. But uh, <laughs> at least I'm still here. You know, when I started in, in 2000, 2005 and 2006. There's a, a lot of people that's fallen by the wayside, you know. And uh, you know, people make one one movie or two movies and. But I, I've been able to, to make a bunch, you know. I made Scars of Youth, which is like a science fiction, post-apocalyptic fairy tale. Uh, I, I made uh, this movie that was just released this year uh, by Wild Eye Releasing called Force of the Vampire, which is like a vampire movie. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Joel, Joel's a, a little bit different because I usually make the kind of fantastical movies, and this is like a, a true crime film based on a, a real serial killer. Very cool. Uh, speaking of your new film, Joel, 
what is the general plot or idea behind it? Um, you said it's a true crime story, I believe. Can you give us a little bit of details on the actual crimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the movie's based on the uh, the true life story of Joel Rifkin, who uh, at this point is New York's most notorious serial killer. He murdered uh, between about 1989 and 1993. He murdered at least uh, 17 women in the uh, New York and Long Island area. So my movie, Joel, kind of begins at the end with his last murder and then we kind of flash back and we see Joel's early life and his uh, his early inadequacies and obsessions uh, his obsession with the pornography and and prostitution and power and control and how that all kind of combined into the the perfect storm that uh, led to him uh, murdering all those people and wh what I wanted to do with Joel is that you know there's so many serial killer movies that you know, uh, serial, serial killer movies based on real serial killers where it's like the name Jeffrey Dahmer or Zodiac Killer, but, uh, or, you know, uh, whatever, the Night Stalker. But the movies themselves are, they, they're not based on the, the, the real life events at all. It's just like almost an excuse to uh, tell a, a slasher movie. It's, it's just, just ridiculous. You know, there was this movie, as, there was a serial killer, Ed Kemper, and they made this movie about, uh, oh, almost, a little over 10 years ago and the Ed Kemper movie the, the movie the, the real life uh, killers is, is in the 70s and this Ed Kemper movie had like cell phones in it you know it was ridiculous it was like a, it was like a remake of Seven almost a lot of these serial killer movies they invent like these fake police detective characters who guide you through the story like a, it's like a window into the world of madness and so and it's just fake and it's garbage and so I didn't want to invent a police detective. I wanted to basically tell the story from the standpoint of the serial killer. And uh, this film, I've, I've used uh, Joel Rifkin's uh, interviews uh, as much as possible to create this kind of a voiceover, which is you know, basically paraphrase verbatim stuff he said. And so I, I wanted to stay as close as I could you know, there's some things I, I did have to change for just budgetary reasons and, o and other reasons. But it, it's much, I, I want to, to maintain fidelity to the, the, to the real stuff, the real story. You know, I, I, I just hate the, 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 I mean, to me, it just cheapens the film and it's almost insulting. It's insulting to the, to the real victims and the, the, the real people involved with this stuff. You're just, just making everything up. So I wanted to stay honest and I wanted to stay authentic uh, to what really happened. Definitely a good, um, good approach to it. It's kind of like the uh, serial killer movie for you know the lesser represented serial killer. You know the average everyday kind of um, serial killer. You know. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and, I, it t and I've been wanting to make, like, a serial killer movie for, like, I don't mean, about 10 years, and it took me a long time to find the Joel Rifkin story, and there's not really, nobody's made a, a movie about Joel Rifkin or anything, I mean, and I think it's because it's so ordinary, you know, he's such an ordinary guy in a way, there's, it's not like Jeffrey Dahmer, it's not like people being dumped in acid and, you know, carrying around uh, skulls or whatever, you know, it, it's it's just boring, simple uh, murder. But I, I think, you know, just the or this guy is so ordinary that it um, it makes 
it, it makes it more horrifying to me, you know, because I, I mean, his his humanity, the fact that he's not a monster, the fact that he's he's just just average, just schlubby killer who lived with his mother and brought prostitutes back to his mother's house when she was away and and murdered them, murdered a few of them there. It, it's it um, his humanity, I think, makes his crimes even more uh, terrifying. Definitely sounds like it. Yeah. So, what qualities would you say make a great film? And could you give us a few examples of films that you would consider great? Oh, okay. I've been waiting for this question. <laughs> this question has been in my mind. I, you know, it's 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 the boring stuff. But I mean, it's the boring it's a boring answer. But I mean, it's it's um, it really is story and uh, character, you know. I think when I was a younger filmmaker, I was kind of seduced by uh, cameras and uh, it's got to look like Stanley Kubrick or something and, you know, the, the imagery of it. But um, these days, it really is, if you've got a good story, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me if it's shot on VHS, you know, if, 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 it's, if it's an engaging story it doesn't have to maybe even subscribe to this, some kind of pre-formulated story structure, three acts. It doesn't have to be like that. But if it's something that engages me and, and, and grabs me, then, then I, I get really excited. And that, that personally, I, I, I find that a challenge to, to try to embody that in my own work, to really focus on story and character and all that stuff. And uh, as far as great films, what I would what I would consider great films, well, I, I think if I could modify that question, I'd like to give you some uh, examples of great true crime serial killer films, because uh, there's a few of them out there I think are really great. There's one movie, uh, Confessions of a Serial Killer. It was uh, kind of shot in the late 80s, but only released in the early 90s. And it's, um, the, the VHS looks like, uh, makes it look like a Silence of the Lambs ripoff. But it's really, it's a very fact-based uh, retelling of uh, the real serial killer Henry Lee Lucas. And, uh, and it's, uh, it stars this guy Robert A. Burns, who was, uh, he, he worked on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was the, the production design, the art director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He designed Leatherface's mask, and this guy worked on everything. He worked on The Howling, and Hills Have Eyes, Reanimator. He's, 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 he's woven into the thread of, of uh, horror films. But he plays, he, he acts, and he plays this Henry Lee Lucas character. It's not totally based on uh, the Henry Lee Lucas story. The, Names have been changed, but it's a it's a far more authentic-based movie than uh, Henry Portrait, serial killer, and it's a better movie. I, I love it just for the performance. Um, there's another great movie, uh, Ten Willington Place, which is like a British uh, film from the early 70s. Um, stars Richard Attenborough. It was like the guy from uh, you know Jurassic Park, famous British actor. Uh, that's a, that's another great movie, and uh, of course you gotta if you're talking about it's not necessarily serial killer movie but a true crime movie. You've got to you've got to talk about uh, In Cold Blood, uh, In Cold Blood, where you know classic iconic film, uh, murder in a of a whole family in a in a little farmhouse. And uh, Robert Blake, Scott Wilson, 
They shot it in the real farmhouse where the murders took place. The judge that convicted the murders to death plays himself in the movie. Uh, you know, uh, Truman Capote, uh, Richard Brooks, uh, you know, a, a stone-cold classic. Now, how about on the opposite end of that? Films that you would say are a guilty pleasure. Movies that aren't great or don't have that good story or anything like that, but you just love them anyway. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any guilty pleasures. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I think if it's, if it's a good movie, I, I don't really feel guilty about, about, uh, about watching any movie, really. I couldn't, I couldn't really say. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's okay. I know that's what we love. We love terrible movies, so it's just one of those things, you know. I wouldn't say it's a guilty pleasure of mine, but what other people would consider something like a yeah. guilty pleasure. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, what is what is a guilty pleasure, you know? I mean, like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching this movie Project Nightmare. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Donald M. Jones. No. It's a weird, weird movie. It was just re-released on DVD in, like, a double feature. Uh, with a serial killer movie, actually. And uh, it's, it's such a... It's almost like an indescribable movie. I, I, I did a review of it on my uh, Pulsing Cinema YouTube channel, but I guess some people would consider that a, a guilty pleasure. But, you know, I just... I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, what advice would you give somebody, who, someone who wants to create an independent film of their own? Uh, again, I, I, I can't really offer any, any new advice other than, uh, you know, just, just, just go and do it, you know? It doesn't matter if you, you know, people say, oh, go make a movie with your friends. Well, if you don't have any friends, you know, that was, that was the, where, where I was at, you know, when I, when I first started out. And, um, you, you make friends, you know, if you just put yourself out there and you start doing stuff. And uh, I, I never ask permission to make a film. I, I just, you know, I, I just, you know, set in my mind and set it in motion. It's like the train's left the station, you know, I'm, I'm doing it, you know. If you're on, if you're on the train, it's fine. If you're not, you know, that, that, you know, when you're making a, a, like a no-budget movie, you, you just, you, you get a, a master class uh, in human behavior. People will flake out at you. Uh, people will, will flake out. They'll, they'll disappear from your life. It'll, it'll, it, it'll be heartbreaking. There'll be days where you want to, you know, hide underneath the, the sheets and you, you will not want to come out. And... Uh, but you just have to let that go through you. You just have to let that feel. Don't try to block it. Don't try to just let it go through you. Feel, feel it and go through it uh, and uh, just keep going. <laughs> it is really good advice. It's like instead of just like, you know, pretending it's not happening, just you know, realize it's kind of the process of it and, you know, go forward. Just let, just let it go through you. Just let, just imagine yourself being just transparent. Because you know, people will just, they'll have, they'll on the set, they'll say little nasty things. There'll be comments. You know, I, I just let it go by. You know. Sounds like my wedding day. Like everything went wrong, but you know, you just, you just keep going. Like, like doesn't matter. Just, just keep going. It's like all yeah, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. You know, there's a, there's a long-ranging question here, a long-standing debate that Paul and I have. And um, so we like to give everybody's input on it. And uh, so we want to know, what's your opinion on hairless cats? 
Yeah. I, again, you know, I, I've I've listened to previous shows, and uh, I, I was I was ready for this question, but I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not. How can you ever be ready for this question? But uh, I, I don't. They do disturb me. You know, they disturb me. There's something wrong there. It reminds me of like a few weeks ago. Uh, this this question reminded me. I saw a hairless gorilla. And that's, it's like a gorilla who had like alopecia or something, you know, something where his hair all fell and he looked, and he looked humanoid. He looked like a bodybuilder. It was disturbing, you know, like hairless, you- animals that are hair, hairless, just there's something, especially the big gorilla. He looked, it was very, very disturbing. Are you sure yeah. Hulk Hogan just didn't shave his mustache? <laughs> no, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> disturbing though. All I can think of is like the um, hairless ape, like petting a hairless cat, like all menacingly. So, uh, and that's terrible. Um, yeah. That's a terrifying thought. Planet of the hairless animals. <laughs> hairless yeah. island. It's disturbing. Oh yeah. So I, I guess that's one for your side, Paul. All right. When the hairless cats attack, we'll be ready. <laughs> So since Joel is currently in pre-production, where can people go to learn about Joel and potentially help fund the project? Well, yeah, you can check out uh, the main Joel website at joelthemovie.com. Uh, we do we do have an Indiegogo uh, to fund kind of the, the festival release of the film that's going on right now. So, yeah, you can check all the details out at uh, joelthemovie.com, which links to our Facebook and YouTube and, and all that stuff. I also do have joelrifkin.com. So if you if you feel like just typing in joelrifkin.com for fun, you can... You can do that. Nobody, see, nobody even thought to get JoelRifkin.com. It was out there available. <laughs> we were surprised that BeMovieBirds.com wasn't taken because um, we made our site. We're like, yeah, it, it's definitely taken. We'll have to make it somebody else. But, yeah, surprisingly, it was still available. It's like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. The funny things. <laughs> so where can we follow you to learn more about Joel and any other projects you and JRH uh, Films will be working on in the future? Well, joelthemovie.com, and then also uh, my main website, uh, jrhfilms.com, which has got all the good stuff there, all my previous movies, and you can buy them and watch them. They're, they're also on Amazon Prime. Frankenstein's Blade Nightmare is on Amazon Prime. Uh, Scars of Youth on Amazon Prime. And uh, Force of the Vampires on Amazon Prime. So, uh, yep, you can all watch them there. We'll watch Frank Sands Blade Nightmare and Scars of Youth first, because that's, I make money directly <laughs> from that. Force of the Vampire is kind of circuitous, but uh, yeah, I put those up a few years ago. Definitely cool. So there you have it, B-Movie fans. Joel, an upcoming true crime film by John R. Hand and J.R.H. Films. John, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun having you on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. It was nice going on here. It's, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, with uh, serial killer movies and true crime movies. You know, I know you did an interview a while back with those guys uh, from the Miranda Murders. I don't know if you remember those, uh, yeah. those guys. So, you know, there's the Miranda Murders. There's the young Jeffrey Dahmer film, whatever, Zac Efron's going to do a Ted Bundy movie. So it's kind of nice to... Uh, 
to kind of uh, get in uh, and kind of be a be a part of this this uh, new wave of, of hopefully kind of more authentic, uh, interesting serial killer movies, you know, because we need a few. He's playing Ted Bundy. I thought he was going to end up playing like Light Yagami, but that never happened. So. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know. I've never watched a movie with that guy. I don't know. I don't know who he is. <laughs> All right, well, um, hey, John, thank you again for joining us. It's been great having you on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. Mm-hmm.